1: Hey, what is up everyone? In this episode of the Send Podcast, we decided to have some fun and an open-minded conversation and play around the concept of life as a video game. So we still cannot completely find a plausible explanation for the nature of our reality, and we may never. So that is why we decided to have an open-minded conversation about the human experience being one giant video game. And the point of this conversation is to just get you to think out of the box and understand that we can never be 100% sure what is really going on in the universe and just encourage you to have some some of your own fun thought experiments and conversations about the nature of reality. So anyway, just imagine a scenario. You're in one of those video games right now but you don't know this because you choose to have your real memory replaced so that the experience was more realistic and fun. And when you die in so many years, you'll wake up in your real life and look back at the clock and say that only two minutes have passed and say to yourself, wow, that was pretty crazy, let's play again. So just imagine the whole world is an entire video game. How would that change the way that you play the game? Would that eliminate worry, pressure, you have an anxiety and fear and anxiety? Interesting things to think about. So in this podcast, we discuss some fun, hypothetical, interesting questions. Are the other players in this reality simulations or other beings play with you similar to online gaming? What is the real reality like? Could we actually be in a video game within a video game within a video game? What do the real beings look like in their non-digital form? So no one said the human appearance in video games had to reflect the true human appearance? Do we get to choose our character? And so much more. So these are some of the funnest conversations that I have, and I know that you're going to enjoy this episode too, but before we jump into this conversation, you can now support the podcast by going to our Patreon page and choose one of our reward tiers and support the podcast. And if you don't know what Patreon is, Patreon supports the podcast directly and you also get to receive some really cool rewards in the process. Currently we have 5 tiers of rewards set up for you guys, called Hidden Citizens, Pursuit of Knowledge, Seeker, Awakened Mind and Light Ones and the Paradigm Shift. And each tier has lots of different fun rewards, you might get a cool binaural beat or guided meditation every month or why not be a part of our brand new Ascend Conscious Hub or our Google Hangout, where you get access to other awakened minds including me and Chris and guests from the podcast. And all this is extremely simple. All you need to do is go to the Ascend podcast website, click on the Patreon page, click on the Patreon link and help us take this podcast to the next level in this computer game. So anyway, without further ado, let's jump in with this conversation. Life is a giant computer game. Enjoy. Ready to do this, son? Mm-hmm? Are you sure? <laughs> I'm already and <in> ready, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so me and you have been talking about this concept quite a lot lately. And we've been talking about the concept is life a video game? And we've had many deep conversations about this. Mm-hmm. But which is very interesting, we still can't find a plausible explanation for the nature of reality now scientists are working away in sheds all over the world <laughs> trying to discover the nature of the reality but the thing is well, actually if you do think about it, though we're never ever going to be 100 percent sure what really is going on in the universe and i think the concept of the life is a video game what we've been talking about it, it's it's good because you can going people can say it depresses you but in another sense of the light it can also make the game of life even more beautiful
0: yeah definitely I agree
1: so technology as we know it now is it's a, it's advanced at this insane level and um God knows what's going to happen in say like 10 30 40 50 years because we already know the type of computer games that we're creating now I was actually watching um you know the new uh, the new GTA, grand Theft auto
0: mm-hmm.
1: well I've actually seen how insane that game looks now. That game is on a completely new level. What's going to happen in like 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years? What are we going to be able to create? Are we going to be able to create a game in the scenario that we're doing now? Are we going to be able to create a situation, a game, where we and you are sitting
0: on two microphones and recording a podcast? Unbelievable that, like, isn't it? <laughs> uh, if you actually look at Grand Theft Auto, right, um, I think that's really one of the biggest insights into how we actually play our lives and the video game at the same time because there's so much to do in that in that in that video game that we can actually transcend that in real life. I mean, of course we don't want to steal a car, but you can steal a car, you know what I mean? But it actually plays on people's like deepest emotions and deepest like desires and stuff like that. I mean, that's basically what Grand Theft Auto is exposing that. And I think a lot of video games now they're actually basing themselves on life and real experiences like assassin's creed um i was saying it where you could actually be a pirate and you could actually go around and you'd actually live life as a pirate and you could even like steal from people you can kill people and it's it's one of them games where it's like completely vast in what you can do and all the games right now though like these aren't like um all Pac Man games now. Yeah, yeah. All games are like starting to evolve where you as player is like this virtual character which has its like own thought which is actually crazy.
1: That's the thing as well, because these games now are heading to that to that point where they're gonna be pushing on the threshold of like are the characters even conscious in the games, and that's that's a threshold it's getting now, and that's the reality. Of how insane it's going to get because people are like you said there. You can actually now you can go in the game and you can actually it feels like you're really driving a car. It actually feels like you're, it feels like you're actually taking a bite of a burger. You know what I mean? That's what that's the level that the these games that people are actually want in their mind. Like people are craving that sense of that
0: game. Yeah, no, they they want the actual real life experience, and I think it's a fascinating concept how we can actually. Put ourselves into the mind of this game. I mean, if you're playing Call of Duty, right, and you're actually a sniper on Call of Duty, and you're looking out there, I wonder if that that like sniper would feel its own. I wonder if the program so much that it actually the sniper slows down his own heart rate just so he can make a perfect shot. If it controls his breathing in the game. Well, here's something as well though.
1: Are we actually becoming them? Are we actually becoming the character when we're playing them games? Because see, when you when you said Call of Duty there, and you're playing a, a game where you're shooting, you actually. Your heart rate actually slows down, so you can take the shot when you're trying to take someone out. Like your your body is biologically being attached to the character it's in the game. Connected. Like, what what's what is going to be
0: the next level of that? What <laughs> that's insane to think about that. What's going to happen come from that? It's gonna. It's looking at the point where we can't confuse our own reality to the game, virtual reality, and this is what we all what all game designers are striving to do right now is because the need to reach these levels of of reality in human form and in virtual form because they want the most deepest authentic experience for the gamer because games are constantly pushing the boundaries of, of games that we need to keep up in it and the only upwards we can go is to actually, the upwards level is to actually diverse the fact that there's no difference between a virtual reality and a physical reality that's the the Elite level of a game, which we want. and that and that and that point there, that that
1: that leap from the the virtual reality game into this of a sense of the real game, whatever it is, that's going to be an interesting point because we've talked about this before as well. But in the beginning of that game, when you when you do create that game, mm-hmm. everyone wants a game where they can have the ultimate, they can be the ultimate god, they can have the ultimate god hack in that game where they can do anything they want, like they can kill as many people as they want, they can drive as many cars as they want, they can sleep with as many women as they want people want that sense in the game where they can do anything but that point in that game where does the point in that game become where that becomes boring because that's that's a very interesting talk point because us as human beings now on this planet we need a challenge Hmm. we crave for challenges we crave this unknown so when is the game like in the sense of a computer game actually going to get to a point where it it creates a game where you don't know what's going to happen
0: wow that's a fascinating concept but when you go back to the god mode, right? If you play a video game where you can't die, how boring is that? It's is that the like, idea of death that actually in a video game that makes it exciting. Because if you die, you've got to restart that level. It's like and that's your challenge. But if there's no challenge accepted in the game, it's a boring game. That's just all. just like this is the game. If we actually put life into the fact that we're a game right now, we need the idea of death to frighten us, to, to give us like this vulnerability in the game otherwise we'd all be jumping out of planes exactly that's what i was going to say you know the, when you when you are playing a computer game
1: and if you get all the weapons you get all the hack codes you can do absolutely like you said you can do absolutely anything without the consequences of like real death that system in your mind will get so boring and become and what's interesting is is the shift from that into creating a more uh a more like challenging reality like what's that shift going to happen because And I think it's very interesting because if we don't have, in a a sense of a game, if you don't have resistance, you don't grow as a character. Like, the character doesn't really grow. If you just get everything given to you straight away, you don't grow. But this is very interesting because when you do get that sense of a game where you do actually want to create a game where you want that sense of not knowing what's going to come on the corner... Here's the interesting thing, and this is something I want to ask you actually, right? Mm-hmm. Because that whole transition of all that, not knowing what's coming around the corner, that seems to me that life is, that's exactly what life is like now, and that's the game that we're playing in life. Mm-hmm. So, I know we've questioned this loads of times and I'm asked ourselves this question, but is Earth one already one giant video game? And that's what we're playing in now.
0: That's a fascinating concept. I mean, I've looked at, um, I looked at various pe- people this morning, like who's talking about that, and actually, this is an interesting thing what Bill Nye came up with. And he was, and uh, I was listening to this on YouTube this morning, and he was actually talking about it's very easy to imagine like a game designer to create something so profound that we cannot tell. And he said, This super creator, they've programmed all aspects of this life, including memory. And then, even though just maybe like the game can be found out, like eventually, like just by little triggers. Like, you actually think, wow, is this a video game? And this is what we need to look for, is right now, are these triggers a video game? I mean, the more we watch the advancement of video games, the more we can actually see the advancement of a human being as well. Because the advancements of a video game character, how they're evolving into these, like, 3D images, where they're turning around, they can actually walk in different directions. Before, video games were very flat screen, and very just huge to move right all the time I mean yeah. just remember like a game like Mortal Kombat where it's like one fixed image on a screen and two little characters fighting and but now like with the whole advancement of like a game in like in GTA where you can drive everywhere there's no limitations to what that character can do it's fascinating concept and this is where we need to understand like if Earth is a giant video game it's actually been a lot like Grand Theft Auto what do you think, Dan? I mean? don't know.
1: Well, it's finished when you said the triggers there because like them triggers now are going to come more more forward because the advancement in technology. So people are going to actually, them triggers are bigger now. Where and say like, because I know um, like say like 300, 400 years ago, there was like great philosophers. They were talking about how in them days, how life was a video game. But the triggers that they were the triggers in their mind that were sparking like them ask them questions are going to be a lot different to the triggers that we're asking ourselves now because we've got more advancement in technology now so you we actually we're already playing these highly advanced computer games are obviously very similar to the reality that we're living in now mm. and we know in our heads now that in say 10 15 years with like vr coming around the corner we can put a headset on you can actually be on top of mount everest like that's gonna be crazy. How how what's it gonna be next level of that? Is that gonna actually make it make people even like the new generation that's coming through? Are they gonna just be born with, like is are they just gonna be born with that like attitude in the mind where they don't question it? Mm-hmm. Or are they gonna actually be thinking, flipping hell,
0: we are in a game? We're just we're already in the game. I think that's a beautiful point when you start talking about Mam Everest there because I think virtual reality what it gives you, it gives you the whole visual aspect of it. But when you're in like if you were actually putting your headset on right and you were actually you could turn your head around and you would see all over like the top of Mount Everest but what you don't feel is that you don't feel the snow under your feet you can't pick up the snow you can't like feel the depths of the cold you can't hear the sound well you might be able to hear the sounds because they can be um, auditorily like programmed but to actually feel like could you imagine being uh, put in a virtual reality boxing ring where you could actually feel getting punched mm-hmm. you could but like who would really want to do that? Who would want to be like Oh, you know what, I'm gonna face Mike Tyson. Yeah. I'm gonna go for it. Yeah. And then boom, two seconds later it's like how oh, that hurt. But what happens <laughs> what what happens when they do create
1: when they do break through and they create a system where you can actually get that full biological effect on the body? So like mm-hmm. VR now, like what, what's what's that gap between where VR actually attaches like the biological effects attaches you to your body? Because now you're playing you put a VR headset on in this undoubtedly now like a biological effect where you get the sense of your heart rate goes up you saw You get your, um, hairs on your arms, stand on your head when something's scary around the corner. Yeah. You get a shock when things jump out. So already that the game, in the sense, is already attaching around like biological hardware. Mm-hmm. So what happens when that gets even more advanced and our biological hardware doesn't even know the difference? Like you said, you stand on top of Mount Everest. What happens when your body actually really does feel like it, you're, you're walking and you're taking that step in the snow because that is going to be a stage where it can happen. I mean, what if? Imagine if the creators of a game. All tra- I'm not. I don't know if this is going to be the answer, but just imagine the creators of the game now turn around and say, "Right, you can take this pill while you play on the game, mm-hmm. and the pill shoots this um, shoots this chemical all the way through your body that attaches yourself to the game, and you can actually feel, be really there, and you can actually feel everything. What wow. is going to happen to something like that in the future?
0: Oh, that, that's going to be the ultimate deception, isn't it? Like where the question would then be, would like what would you describe as your reality? Because more, with more and more people actually becoming immersed in video games, that would just increase this immersion and then eventually it would just be like, well, I don't really need a job as long as I can afford me video games, I can just live an incredible life in there. This life is irrelevant. I know. Because in their, in their life, in the video game, there's no rules. There's no limitations, especially if you, we're starting to talk on these concepts because right now, there's still programs in games which limit them. But right if we're talking into that context, then the mind is endless. The mind can actually process so much incredible data that it, it creates its own video game.
1: Exactly, and that's that's what makes me that, that that's what makes me question every day now: Are we already in the video, video game? We're actually unaware of the fact that we're living inside this like mm. the most incredible video game ever created. Because, like I said before, people are people when they play a video game. The video games constantly keep getting better and better all the time, yeah. and people are craving that people craving more people are craving what we've already got now and that's why because if you think about it i was thinking about this yesterday and i was actually so i was eating food i was like watching a a film on the laptop and i was actually questioning myself like i am a pleasure monkey like everything that i'm doing in my life is for pleasure and i was actually trying to question myself how many things in life do i do that's not for pleasure and how, have you ever questioned yourself that? How many things do you do actually are that are driven by pleasure? Because it's it's probably
0: nearly everything. You know what? I was not expecting that answer. Um, I was actually a bit stumped by it myself because I always started thinking, like, in your own life, like, what am I not doing for pleasure? Like, and I'll tell you what I think I'm not doing for pleasure is when I'm. Actually, I don't know. That's, us. That's really what's, what's interesting, there. isn't it? Um, it's very interesting. I was thinking, like, giving back to somebody else, but then again, that creates pleasure in you. It does, it gives you that feeling of gratitude and the sense of feeling of love. But I think, I don't think there's ever been a time where we actually do something outside of ourselves, which is like...
1: Doesn't pull on any of the pleasure strings in your body.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, people who even inflict self-harm, like, they're getting some sort of, like, different pleasure out of it. Yeah. Like, they're getting a different reality from what they're actually visualising right now in their own mind, from the pain. They're creating this new pain. In this pain is a sensation that actually creates more, like, pleasure. And like, it's like a dopamine release in the mind. And that's what's very interesting about
1: that, knowing our human nature. That's why I think we could actually, we could actually generate a situation where we actually, knowing how much we will crave that pleasure, because we are pleasure monkeys, mm. we would actually, this is what I'm thinking, we would actually wipe our memory to forget the past so we can actually go in the most incredible invented game ever. And that's what I'm thinking, that's exactly what we're
0: doing now. Would you do it? Maybe I already have because I'm here now. Mm. Interesting point. (laughs) Interesting point. But I like to think of it like is opposite. Really, I like to think of it as well as we've created this own reality. We've um, we create this own reality to actually not escape from from um, an actual visual. um, Sorry, we've created this own reality, not just to go beyond that of. Like, the reality we've got now. Like, imagine if somebody's playing us right now as a video game character. And they I don't like to think of it as they've created me. That's just to satisfy their other ambitions, their alter egos in their life. Like, they want to create a different world for them. Like, because then I'm limited to their mindset. Whereas I like to feel like my own mind is free to, like, connect to it. Everything in this own reality, but I think as well, like the whole—if you actually looked at any single video game character out there, you'd actually look at like any passerby and stuff like that. You'd actually think that they'd like the same thing, like they would like their own free will. Like a character walking past the main character in a video game, like that character will have its own daily routine. It'll be going to a shop. It'll be like I'm thinking of Assassin's Creed, like when I like. Just a character is just walking past. And you just think, like, is all them people, have they all got their own dreams? Have they got their own identity? Like, how far, like, does the program inside a program create a program that's an individual? And that's what we need to start thinking. Like, is all these characters an actual involvement of, like, a
1: computer game? Yeah, that's an interesting point. I want to, mine is to come back to that, but I want to point, I want to pull back to the point what you said first, because. You said about um, characters playing you. I think the game is bigger than that. I think the game is actually you are already playing yourself. So the game isn't someone you like like you play a computer game now. Mm-hmm. This is what I think. How insane this game is now is you actually put yourself in and you're fully you have you have hundred percent like self control of yourself. Mm-hmm. And this game is so good. It's not someone like controlling you with like strings. Like this controller's got no strings. It hasn't even got any buttons. The buttons are within you. This is how good this game is. Mm-hmm. And then what did you say there before? Because I want to go back to that. Just what was the question What you said about are oh, the game becoming the game actually creating more games within the games and the characters actually creating themselves?
0: Yeah, the characters are actually advancing so much that they're actually creating their own identities. Well, I think that's going to happen because <clears throat> what's the possibility is that this first game that's being created is
1: the first game because look look at us now. Just imagine if our life is a game now mm-hmm. and then in the sense of the word. And... Um, that game was created in the start. Yeah. To, to experience the game, and then within that game, we, you actually get more advanced in technology, and you create another game, oh. and then this process goes on and on and again and again and again. Like, what happens? Do you, do we get lost in the game? If that if that situation happens,
0: because do you think we get lost? I think because the program actually is already set in stone and it's already far advanced programmed. That there's no actually direction there available, just like in Grand Theft Auto, you can take so many different like routes and like in the in the program in the game. It's the same in this life. So there's no. I don't think there's any direction there programmed. I think it is just maybe every single character right has free will. Yeah, that's, maybe what, I that's, what, that's what I
1: was thinking. Maybe every character has free will. That was the word I was trying to think of because, like you said, like you said, someone's controlling you. But I think the game's so good, everyone has free will. But do you think that what you were saying before? Do you think them loops? Like, you, you know, like I said, if you create a game within a game, do you mm-hmm. think them loops eventually reset and one day we'll just wake up in our bedroom? Let's say because here's something, right? Because you know when you play a video game, mm-hmm. you play a video game, right? And 100 years on that video game can pass in like a few days.
0: Yeah.
1: So imagine if we're playing this most inc- incredibly intense game now and we feel like we're living for like 80 years on average. Mm-hmm. But we wake up one day in the base reality, wherever it is, and you turn around with your friend and you were like, and your friend was, and you turn around your friend, and you were like, whoa, I was in there for eight years. And you were like, you were gone for two hours. You were gone for two hours. You were on your lunch break at work. Yeah. You were, you were literally playing on your phone. You were playing on your phone and you've just gone missing. I was in there for eight years. Honestly, I had a wife. I had kids. I, li- I worked in McDonald's. Honestly, I, could, I had a burger. I could taste the burger. I could taste it. Honestly, you were gone. You were like, you were gone for two hours. It was your break. It was your lunch
0: break. You fell asleep for five minutes. (laughs) Don't worry about it.
1: (laughs) What happens though? Is is that what happens though? Does the loop override and we just wake up somewhere else? And we wake up more like we were gone for, we felt like in our minds and our bodies and everything, we felt like we
0: were gone for 80 years. Is that what's going to happen? Well, it's a similar aspect when you're actually in a dream state, when you're unaware you're in a dream. And you actually, I had a dream the other night, right, that I was living in this huge, absolutely incredible mansion, right? vast mansion like in this incredible street and there was loads of like incredible cars and all these incredible material objects and what was fascinating to me was in the in this dream i was actually worried and you know why i was worried that i couldn't afford it (laughs) i was like oh man i've gotta how do i afford all this (laughs) like like what will my neighbors think i was that's the concept i mean like so i was experiencing these deep emotions of, like, fear and anxious, anxiety, but yet awe and amazement in this one dream that probably lasted 10 minutes. Yeah. So, emotions and dreams and stuff like that, we are transcending them into the... Just, like, this reality of this character right now that we're playing, like, we are experiencing them emotions, so maybe the construct is that through all these different programs or these different realities that we find, Maybe they are just emotions. That's what I'm saying, though. That's what, like I said before,
1: pleasure monkeys. That's what we, I think that's why we, if, it, if this is a game, I think that's what we've created. We've created a situation where mm-hmm. we want to experience everything to the full. Because, and that's why I, I, that's why I think the concept of life being this ultimate video game, it is, it is a video game because if you think about it, we've got no wires. Like I said before, you're completely, you're completely immersed in the game. You can feel everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. You can step into the, you can, you have with you, can have, a, you can have a, um, You can choose any personality you want, or maybe not you can choose any personality you want. That could be another beautiful thing as well. Mm. But you can have... You can can be an infinite infinite character when you go into the game. Infinite levels, infinite choices. It's complete, like, ultimate satisfaction. You can have sex, you can taste, you can touch, you can sound, love. Everything in the game is created, and I think that is why we've created this game and the but the thing is what well, the game is all the game is so good is that and this is why I think we're craving it and I think that's why we're in it now is because the illusion of the game is so good the game actually convinces you that the game is real every single day so when you because we do this all the time be driving down the road walking down the road and you look at other people and you'll ask you question yourself all the time even when you look in the mirror you question yourself what am I doing what the hell am I doing but the illusion of the game is so good it's tricked something in your mind to to question to make you question again and again—is this just a game, or are I just losing my mind?
0: The question then becomes, right? See, so see, so everything you speak in there is true. Mm-hmm. The question then becomes: Does it matter if it's a game or not? And
1: I don't know. I've, I keep asking myself. I've asked myself that question loads of times. And, it doesn't really and matter, and, then, I, and I don't think I don't think it does matter. But mm-hmm.
0: would you still not like to know what the base reality looks like? I think, I think these are the um, the questions, right? These questions are actually... I, I think, right, the mind is the complete evolution of how we're going to develop. And I think questions like, are we living in a virtual reality? Or are we living in a computerised programme? These are actually questions that help us humanly develop as much as we can because they create our, our neurons and they create our actually thought processes. And the more we actually progress as a human being i i don't think the answer is to find that that um these questions the answers to these questions i think it's to find the answers to who we are and just because we ask themselves these questions it makes us think like wow what else is out there what else is and that's that it creates the evolution and who we are because we become like these these uh knowledge seekers and it's a fascinating concept because we get to evolve as a human being because these questions adapt us to so many other people who are on the same journey and this has helped how we find find out our next level programme
1: here's something though right this is very interesting this is going to put a i I'm not sure if I went off on a tangent there Well, like. here's something though listen this was so very interesting I was falling me my head there so when you said there does not matter that we're living in virtual reality I'm mm-hmm. going to propose this question to different differently in mind here right so so just imagine some of the top scientists in the world that came out in the now said on the news and everything yes 100% this reality that we're in now is a computer game. It is a computer game. Would that change the way you play the game? I don't think it would. Would it not? No, I, I th- really don't think it would. Me being honest, I think it would make us ch- change the way I play the game. And that's me being 100% honest. Because it, I would, would I still be doing half the stuff that I'm doing now? I think you would. It's a video game. I think I, I, I think. I
0: think you would, right? In a con- I don't know. I'm being context, honest. I don't know if I if would. If somebody told you... If somebody said, "Yeah, all right, this world is act- we have actually figured out we are in a playing some five-year-old kids are actually playing us as all as a computer game right now, and we are actually all just a part of this big virtual reality." But at the end of the day, nothing changes. You still die. You still are actually flesh monkeys, and you still are limited. Yeah, but I still, I still know that. Uh, to be honest with myself, I still know that maybe
1: ten percent or five percent of my pro of my programming is still programming fear. Like I know, I know there's like ten percent of doing of not doing stuff because of the ten percent of programs still holding us fear. And that's being brutally honest. And I think that's for a lot of people. We're still there's ten percent in a lot of people's lives. We're still doing a lot of stuff by fear. But because you're aware of that, though, Dan, you can change that. I know that, and I know I'm going to change that. But there's still. But I'm just saying though, if what would how would how would someone coming out and saying that this is a game? How would that completely switch the whole whole of the population?
0: What would happen? What would happen in, pe- in people's minds? I don't think people would understand the whole context, to be honest, of it because a lot of, like me, it took me and you so long to try and understand this in co- its concept in itself. And like you said before, you're still asking yourselves these questions, so you're still trying to get grips with it yourself. And can imagine though, if somebody's just who's been working. 9 to 5 for, like, all their lives, how do they respond to this news? Like, they'd feel, well, okay, it's irrelevant.
1: There you go. But that's what's interesting, because a lot of these characters in the game are certain it's real all the time in life now, so uh, people take things far too serious in life, which we know now. But the thing is, with the way this game's set up, mm-hmm. these characters are spread all over the board, like, just enough characters believing in the g- believing it's a game, mm-hmm. right? But here's something I want to ask you. got a good answer. Do you- here's something I want to ask you, though. Do you think that... um There's certain, like, coding within certain characters that's actually different from others. Because, like you said before, it's certain that me and you have sort of understanding on a certain level that we can actually rewrite that 10% of fear that's in our minds. Mm. But is this because certain characters can actually, like, like maybe because we have, is it because certain characters can actually alter their program within the game?
0: I think, I really love this fact, and I just want to jump on a point that you said before. And, you know, when we started talking about, like, what if somebody... What if you found out this world was a virtual reality? Because I really want to jump back for a second. Right. Because um, I, had a, I had thought of something there. And it was like, imagine if we did find out, like, this whole thing is a virtual reality and people there's a, people controlling us. I think the nearest thing we've ever had that in human history is the idea of God. And when the whole... When religion was really at a tightest and its most popular... I think people believe that God was controlling everything, including our own minds. So people chose paths based on around God. Mm-hmm. So if we want to look at how it would um, impact today's society, we would have to look at how people reacted to God when they found out about God and religion. That's how we'd react. We would actually go... Would people now be going to church more and praying to this five-year-old person to not turn the computer game off? That's what I find fascinating. Imagine that. Like if we all went to church right now and thought... Dear five-year-old boy who's playing this magical game right now, please do not turn off your controller. We are all per- so in blessing yeah. of you. Please, please adapt us. Please play the game. Level us up. Level us up. That's what people will be thinking of, that people will be praying to this illustrious creator.
1: Yeah, that that, that's a very, that is a very good point, right? But just to circle back as well, like I said before, do you think that, because I don't want to miss over this question, but do you think that there is certain coding within certain characters that is different from others because it seems to be that certain characters within this game can actually alter their own programming
0: yeah yeah i think that's absolutely fascinating concept and really really good question um certain characters like i often try to think of this game right is we're all all human beings are actually one character and it's a hard concept to grasp but Just like we're all like one character, we're always changing and adapting our programs. It's just like all characters are different levels of the game. That's what I love to think of it as. as. And that's why I like to think of it as every single character. Even though we're all one character, we keep altering the program. So maybe, just maybe, people are playing different games right now. People are all one character, but in different games. Which is a fascinating concept. But some people as well... They play a limited game all all throughout their, their entire life. They live on this statutory program where they keep their mind limited, and like we need to understand that every single thing in this life, every single thing, is either gonna grow you as a person or de-grow you as a person. De- sorry, devolve you as a person. Yeah. And this is what this is what I'm actually thinking right now, is if we are human beings in this video game, then every single thing in the video game can level you up, and that's what we need to use. I mean. Right now, we a lot of people will look at books and that, and they'll think in school and education, is them levelling up? Whereas other people would think, well, I, that's not for me. That's, that's lowering my intelligence, being in schools and stuff like that. I need to be street smart. I need to be a hustler. I need to be focused on the game. So that's how they level up. So people are always playing different games. People are always creating these different codes, and they're constantly adapting themselves. So we're always altering our program, and That's what's fascinating. That's what, do
1: th- what do you think? I think it's very interesting because what I've noticed is, is what I've seen all through life is, and for me as well is, it in the in, in the start of the journey is you start doing a couple of things in your life like positive for your for your being sort of say in the game like you yeah. still start doing positive things for your character like avatar, mm-hmm. and um, whatever it is like obviously people can define positivity for that character whatever it is for them but for me it's been things like meditation, exercise, things like that, eating healthy. And using them as an example, what I think that does is it starts peeling away the, the first layer of the coding of your character. So mm. it starts unlocking new levels that you would never thought about you about about in your head. And um what's very interesting because Dennis McKenna t- uh, sorry, not Dennis McKenna, Terence McKenna talks about this where he talks about um stripping down st- he talks about stripping down your human human psyche. Mm. And I've thought about this for the computer game because just say you are a computer game and you've been given these limitations of the co- your computer game says you have to go to, you have to go to work at mcdonald's for 40 years you have to drive this car for 40 years mm-hmm. if you start t- like day by day stripping away your computer character you start becoming something different and what i've found is within the computer character with my own computer character what you can do is when you start stripping away these these like sort of these uh, computer characteristics that are placed on you it actually strips away all the layers within your character and you can stand before your own real internal human psyche and ask real questions about the universe, mm. about everything. And that's what I find that why people, and it's, it's, and what, what that system does when you start getting, the, um, start getting in that flow of stripping away of them layers, it cultivates something in your mind to keep going further and further and further and further. And it's an interesting point. What happens? How far can you go with that? Because, yeah. like, does the delusion of the game completely, like, disintegrate? But, but I think the journey of the fact that you are actually starting to strip away from them strip away them layers is an interesting point because the fact that you're doing that is it the fact that you're meant to be doing it
0: yeah, it's a brilliant concept Dan <laughs> I mean stripping away your layers is actually it's um you know when you play a video game and you start off with like a sword and then you evolve into a, like you get another sword along the way like a broad sword okay maybe and you discard your other sword, don't you? maybe this reality right. We're discarding what we don't need mm-hmm. and creating and building what we do need. And that's where I was thinking. Maybe this, maybe this life is like this
1: ultimate, like ups, ultimate enlightenment obstacle course. Maybe mm-hmm. it is that because, like the challenges of, like you know, like the big boss, ba- ba- ch- uh, big boss, ba- ba- big boss <laughs> battles. <laughs> the big, uh, the big <laughs> boss battles you get like in a computer game. where you have this big boss to fight, yeah. and um, the reward you get these like gems and stuff like that. And you get this like internal satisfaction in your mind. Mm. but i think the bo- the bottles on the battles in this in this game aren't necessarily like a, a big boss it's the battles of like anxiety and worry and things like that mm-hmm. that's the real battles and that's what the, i think the game's set up for the game's set up for you say if you get angry at someone it's to learn from what you w- learn how that has affected you because when you get angry at someone in the after a couple of hours after that you just you, you forget about it yeah but it's to the, the way the game this game's set up is to internalize them lessons and learn from them. So everything you do, so you just went to the fridge and you just grabbed like the shittest food because your your base layer computer game is saying to you that that's what you need to be eating. That's good. Pick up the shiny object. But when you um, afterwards, that is set up. That 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 way that game set up for you to pick up that crap food. It's set up so yeah, you can learn from that. And you see like you get the set, you get the sense of the feeling when you pick up that cookie. or oh, afterwards, oh, I feel shitty. I feel crap. But then you can learn from that. So then next time you go back to that program in the fridge, you can say, no, I'm not eating that crap cookie. I'm going to change my program. But that's the way the game's set up. I think, they all, I think completely every single situation in life is that it's a game set up for you to learn and strive and grow from it. That's
0: what, I, that's what I think. It's an interesting concept. I mean, like, as well, though, it comes into balance as well. Like, it's... Do you think it's okay to have um a yin and yang concept towards like life where it's okay to have some bad if you want to do but also to involve the good i think it depends on the player like on the player's mentality like are you a are
1: you a player who just wants to play the game half measures are you a player who wants to play the game to the full potential because Mm. maybe maybe the um i've thought about this before maybe the first um maybe the player who's and i'm not saying what's right or wrong because maybe the game is to like you said maybe the the game's set up so you've got to enjoy the food like enjoy the craft food as well and mm-hmm. j- and enjoy the the good food that's nourishing your body but just think about a computer game who who's the characters in the computer game who's the best characters is it the characters who do things half by half measures or is it the characters that go like
0: 100% full throttle and do everything that they like to their maximum potential imagine no right you play a game right straight away your character starts off on like um level thirty out of level thirty. So your character starts off absolutely as strong as anything. It's amazing. Like how do you feel about the game then? Yeah. Exactly. If, like do you feel like the game's like like lost its luster a bit? Like if you're living like if you're going full on out in the game or do you like the challenge of like growing, like evolving each step of the way? Like where the journey becomes a story. Because I think the journey becomes a story is a beautiful concept. Because I've always found video games that you evolve as a character, like games like Final Fantasy, where the character like starts on level one, just starts as like this basic character. But the that's the best the, part of the game, isn't it? Yeah, the more the story progresses, the more you find out these amazing weapons. You find out like characters like had their own traits. Like some people like magic, some people. Uh, drilled by passions and love, and this is what's interesting about Final Fantasy's game, is that it actually incorporates all these different measures of actual human life and puts them into that game. And I think if my character on Final Fantasy say, started out at like a higher level with like all these amazing weapons and that, and he and it wasn't really balanced in the fact that he had to learn his life lessons when he was starting out. The game would like be irrelevant because it wouldn't have the shine and the lust there that it would have created my mentality. It would have just it would have created the whole concept like yeah I'm a beast I can destroy this game because I'm mastering it now I'm already a level thirty.
1: Yeah, but that that's why it's that's why it's about the journey. It's like the being Definitely. on it's been on the journey. The best thing is the journey. There's no destination because you're gonna to get to somewhere. What you're gonna do? You're gonna go somewhere else. Like you're gonna say I want to get to the moon. What you're gonna do next? Go to Mars? You're gonna keep going to another planet, another planet. Just think about the universe. The mm. universe is like in within the universe the universe is just a constant cycle over and over again, but it's about the things in between that's that's where you learn the lessons the things in between so when you're building that computer character you said you get given like level thirty well what's that gonna do for you you just get level level thirty mm-hmm. you know what i mean you need you need to learn the journey you need to like be level one to go to level two level three and it's in there where you really find yourself
0: yeah and that's well, where you that's, enjoy the game that's what I'm saying yeah I'm seeing like like when you learn like if you're saying like is it better just for your character to go full out mm-hmm. like imagine if your character though, like went full out like completely kicked ass in this yeah, game Yeah, I like never, what you mean never failed and like you never had that like huge boss battle where you looked at you like in my life the huge boss battle is always like the internal struggle with you and like even though you level up the constant battle is your ego and your like con- complete control of it like even in video games you're like yeah I'm going to I'm gonna destroy that boss I'm gonna destroy him and then I'm gonna create freedom for everyone in the land everyone will be free but it's like yeah right mate, you can't do that when you're actually at the level you are yeah, you yeah. need you become a super level to get that that's what I'm saying but the way I was <coughs> talking before is the way I'm
1: talking is, is like um is like where I think I'm I, I'm, I am at the game not, I'm in the point I am in the game now is where I'm starting, like, starting to like start understand it a game so what happens when you start understanding it a game? Like do you, when you do start understand that everything's a game and everything's a challenge. You can't sw- you can't switch that back off and just mm. go back. You can't go back to level one. You know what I mean? You're already level thirty. You're at level thirty now, and you're starting. A, you don't want it when you once you once you're at level thirty, you don't want to start doing the things by half measures. Yeah. Like once you once you go past that line of level, become a level thirty like samurai you can't like um, you can't go back down to back down to base level again you know what i mean
0: and not even hold not even be able to hold a weapon in your hand <laughs> I, love the, I love the whole idea like that like of like like people in games right like we're talking about people in games and if we actually look at the characters in individual games like the main characters which we like to believe we are we like to believe we're a main character in the game we don't like to feel like we're the, like yeah 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 we're like the person just walking by in the street we if we actually look at the main character, what have they got that everyone else around them doesn't have? Yeah, that's really that's really interesting. Do you know what they have? They have a task. They have an objective. Yeah, a goal. A goal. Uh huh. They need to, they need to reach these, and when you're in that game, right? If someone if there was like. Um, You've got to get that treasure chest in the game and inside that treasure chest there's so many jewels that's going to help you bind all these amazing things to make you the next level, right? What you, What's your task? Is it to talk to so many people and try to like understand their reality or is it to get that treasure chest? Ah, exactly. It's to get that treasure chest and this is what we've got to do in the game. We've got to find our own treasure chest what's going to evolve us. Yeah, I like that. And that treasure chest to me is knowledge. Yeah. Knowledge about this existence, this reality us as a human being yeah well, absolutely well, it's, like you said
1: it's knowledge it's knowledge for you i know it's knowledge for me but it might be something else with someone oh, someone else okay. but it doesn't matter what that challenge yeah, is because now listen the challenge can start at any any point in the game like at one time the challenge for me was to just at one time was just to my challenge was to get a better body and the better body created a new challenge so one challenge in the game so like like you have in the game you have multiple challenges in the game you get to the first level the first level is just start eating healthy for a week then the next level after that, you're like, oh yeah, I can do this. This is easy now. Now I'm gonna start working on my body, and then that that goes all over the game. And then yeah. before you know it, like obviously, you, mine and your journey now is to like, um, is to find knowledge and seek bigger questions about the universe and stuff like that. But it's it's, it's very it's very interesting where where the, where the, where that can go to. Mm-hmm. And um, someone I want to ask you as well, right? Do you do you think we actually get to
0: choose um, our video character? this was one of the questions that I really wanted to have a a concrete answer and I wanted to actually proper dive on and the real answer is yes I think we do create our own character but oh do we get to choose our character uh, not create choose through the game yes but beforehand no I don't think we actually come to this life expecting something because Like, that's just going back to the basic program seeing like, I'm coming here and I'm going to do this, this, that, and the other. That's already, like, a pre-written notion, and I don't like the concept of that. I like the whole idea of, you know what, this whole video game, it's a complete mystery. I don't know what's going to happen, and it's going to, everything's going to be wild. So if I'm a little child in Syria and I'm going to struggle, wow. Or if I'm going to be the President of the United States, wow. Whatever happens, it's a complete mystery. So that's how I would like to approach it. I wouldn't like to say beforehand, if I was picking a character, I wouldn't like to say, all right, I'm going to be Chris Hopper and I'm going to meet up with a guy called Dan Harrison and we're going to create an awesome podcast together. Because then it's already pre-written. So I like the whole idea of that we're actually going into this, like, yeah, unknown. Like you create your character and whatever happens in then. Yeah, and I think that's what—that's exactly what it is.
1: I think it's, it's because we we know as human, our human nature is to crave the unknown. We really deep down want the
0: unknown, and that's why I think the only thing that's certain in the game is birth. That's—I agree. I think that's a beautiful concept to thing. I mean, come on, Dan. If if you, you had the, if somebody told you like, all right, you can be whatever character you want to be. Like, would you? Um, that's what I'm saying. It, choose, go, you, it like, goes choose, back like, to like, initi- initially. It, that's
1: what I'm seeing It it goes back to initially at the start of the game. You would choose. You would choose the most amazing character. What you wanted. You would. You would be this like big like. You'd be this. You'd be this big green Hulk walking around the streets yeah, with would. this big sledgehammer. <laughs> you would choose Zach. You would choose the ultimate character. You'd be walking around. You'd have ultimate money, you'd have ultimate followers on Facebook, ultimate followers on Instagram, ultimate friends. Ultimate superpowers. You'd have absolutely everything, right? But then that would get boring. That would get boring. You, and then you would actually want to crave, like Hulk would be walking down the street and Hulk would crave to be a Trump. Hulk would crave to be like a guy working in, in McDonald's to start at a level, at a lower level. He would, he would definitely crave that.
0: It's like um, when I was watching like Smallville, right? It's it showing you like, all through the whole um tv series right the beginning anyway was just superman wanting to be like everybody else and he felt like his powers were limiting them would love you to like love your answer on is how can we level up in this game so this is very interesting because this ties into
1: what i said before about i said i don't i don't think you can choose your character but you once you're in the game you can start building your character mm-hmm. and um the way I've thought about this before is this concept in my head is sort of how do you, how do you build up your own human avatar in this game? And the way I like to think of it, I've thought of three things and it's like, I've sort of, um, put them into like three, three categories. So like, it's building up your, like, your build up your weapons in the game. And then um, this is, a, this is a, a big, um, a big, like, a big, um, weapon in the game that I've used in my life is belief, like, using belief as a weapon. And um, understanding how to utilise the power of belief. And um, for me, in my journey, right, which was a big thing that, that, I, that, that I did was, um, so I read the book by uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, You Are the Placebo, but also Bruce Lipton, who we had in the podcast as well, uh, BioDue Belief, he's yeah. got a book about it. But this is really, this is an extremely powerful thing because if you, you look around the planet now, look at all the best characters in the game. Mm-hmm. They, they understand how to utilize the power of belief. Like, look at Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor, he's like, he's what's he operating at? 100%. He's mm-hmm. operating 100% in the game. He fully 100% believes that he's going to walk out there and win every single fight. He utilizes the power of belief. But what's interesting about the power of belief is, if you look around, there's actual studies out there now of like people using the placebo effect and believing that this like sugar pill. Like a fake pill, which hasn't even got anything in it that heals you, actually heals the body, and people just take this like they use use the pill as a placebo effect, and it alters and switches something in your mind. It uses that to believe that you're getting better, mm. and people cure
0: themselves from like all like all the sicknesses that are in the world. I think it comes well into the deep impact of like human psychology in the mind, where there's a lot of people out there, right, who I was actually talking to someone beforehand who was like who was just saying they're getting worse and they're getting sicker and sicker like really like a hypochondriac really they just saying like to be honest like they're making things a lot worse than they are yeah, yeah. and even if they got the placebo effect their whole frame of mind is so down and negative that even they'd still be like oh, this is not doing anything for us and even if somebody said to them look that pill is amazing it's going to completely transform you it's going to transform your reality it all depends on their mindset. If their mindset can be like vulnerable in actually taking that information what they're seeing and just say like, look, this is actually gonna really affect us and it's gonna make me better. But it depends on their their structure of belief. I mean, like you just saying before, belief is a huge impact on people's lives. If people believe they are actually getting iller and more sicker they will actually become ill. I know, and, and, that's, and that's what the... doesn't matter if the there's a placebo effect or not. And
1: that's what the the placebo effect does work in, because the, the thing is about the power of belief, it's not just it's not just biologically, which has been proven now of the world by all these top scientists, mm. to prove that you can alter your body biologically by just believing. Mm. But this is also, this which I think is going to come more in the future, when more technology emerges, we're going to actually be able to understand that. It's not just internally, it's externally. So your external world, by you just believing in your mind, can actually create a certain situation, an outcome, and that's what I really think is going to happen in the future but just imagine this to take it back a base level so just imagine you get out of bed every single day you walk because you can believe it like you step and your two feet out of your bed and you walk to wherever you go in the morning because you believe you can walk you don't even question it in your mind so imagine right if you could switch that switch in your mind to bigger things that belief to bigger things wow and that just becomes second nature what will you be able to do as a human being on this planet and that's something I try and change my mind every single day if i just get in the routine of believing that no matter what it is i can do it like what does that create what does that spark in your mind as a human being what how does that what what how does that create the next level of your computer game
0: that's interesting What that that unlocks i think a lot of people need to actually look at that i think we need to jump back into this like and like keep following on top of that because i think a lot of people need that right now because a lot of people feel like the video game is video games, like media, like TV, radio, all these social media. They're all affecting them and all affecting their lives. And they become like disillusioned in other people's lives instead of their own. So I think what you're talking about right now is absolutely a fascinating concept. And people actually need to really embrace that. People need to really put down their phone. Because I actually watched this thing today. It was like Nenzel Washington talking about um, who's controlling your life. Is it... Is your phone controlling you or are you controlling your phone? And I thought it was a very interesting concept where you actually like thought, hmm, what is really controlling you? And whereas you, on your mindset, you're controlling yourself. You're controlling your body and your mind. But if you're constantly limited to a, to a device in your hand, then that device controls you and that device will limit your thoughts because it's always comparing you against other people. That's what I'm saying, know with the power of the belief, though, you don't have to start 100% of
1: belief. Like, mm. you don't have to believe everything that's going to be 100%. You need to start believing in That's what something. I'm saying, just 5%, just 5% using daily practices, like, for 5%. So you can say, like, you can start doing some meditation or training or whatever it is, but then them, all them harnessing all them different elements of, like, all these different practices add up and add to your belief system. So you, bec- you start becoming more confident in yourself. You start believing that, yes, you can lose, like, two pounds. Yes, I can lift that heavy deadlift, or whatever it is. Yes, I can start um, creating the business I want. Whatever it is, you start, you start like, just believing 10%. It turns into 15, it turns into 30, and that's not what the power of belief does. It spirals into something more, much bigger. Wow. And here's something else, another one I want to bring up as well with, with you is... Um, and I think this is ultimately probably just the greatest superpower of, of any computer character ever in the world, and that's choice, because you have the ability to choose all the time in the game. Yeah, you do. Because if you think about it, you can actually, and this is what i this is what this goes back to what I've seen before as well. But you have with the with um, what I like to do as well in the game is with choice, is actually envisioning choice is a skill because people don't when in your day-to-day life now how often do you actually think in your mind that choice is a skill like the choice to to not pick some like some crap out of the fridge or, or the choice to actually exercise a day that is a skill and if you if you change that in your mind and you think yes choice is a skill hmm. that changes the complete game for your character and your computer game wow. and that's something that i've been doing because if you think about it we have with the power of choice right you have this ability to, to mentally override like all these difficult situations that are placed in the game for you to learn from them so like i said before the food choice exercise addictions whatever it is the ability to choice overrides all them systems
0: do you think um it's going to be an interesting point you only said addictions there do you think it is just as simple as just a choice yes here's something right
1: <coughs> it's this is very interesting right because i watched it i can't remember who it was right but i watched you talk about this this guy right and um it was a, a talk in front of loads of people, and he came out right, and he says, um, "It was like I can't remember what it was. Or something like um, maybe alcohol, alcoholism, or something like that, some some addiction like that." Mm. And he just turned around to the audience, and he just went, "Do you know how I how I got over my addiction?" And paused, and the whole audience just stood there. He just went, "I put the drink on the counter, and I just choose not to drink it." And that's what choice is. that was someone famous that. that is what choice is and that is so powerful Do you know who that was because that's exactly what choice is who was it
0: i think it was tom hardy was it i tom hardy was an alcoholic and I might be a bit wrong sure might was, be him it might yeah. be rings a bell i yeah. can't remember who it was hi tom hardy he's actually he went and bought a pint and he had it there and he was like that's the last pint i'm i i'm never gonna drink that again choice yeah exactly and that was it that was that was his flip switch people overthink the choice People overthink the choice. People like, to, people like to feel vulnerable as well. People like to think like there's something controlling them. It gives them a sense of comfort in a way like that. Because as soon as you actually start taking on the whole, I'm in charge, you know what happens then? You start getting responsibilities. You start feeling you are responsible for your actions. So when, if people like, this doesn't sound harsh for a lot of people, but if you're dependent on alcohol, it's because you're letting it. You're actually, actually, Wanting, you're wanting to be independent of it. You yeah. don't want to really take charge of your life because people think, oh, it's the drink. it's it, It's got some kind of hold on us. No, it's not. It's like you, the, you have control of the drink, but you're actually letting it inside of you and you're becoming like a vulnerable. You're becoming like the drink has more power over me than you do over the drink. Yeah, You're limiting your body and mind. That's why you come keep hitting the nail on the head when you said belief. You've got to believe in yourself and this is why... Everyone needs to start believing themselves. That they need to start the game right now. The game doesn't begin until you believe in the, in, the, in yourself. Yeah, and this and that
1: ties into my third, like, my me, me third and last one, like, how I've categorised them, the third superpower, is attachment, like, attaching yourself from the game. And this is a very interesting one because this is something that I've been doing in my life now is attaching myself. And this is an ongoing process. I mean, I don't think, I mean... I don't know if you're ever going to get to a point in the game where you're going to attach yourself from everything in the game. Mm. But this is what I've been sort of doing, is starting to understand that I'm sort of just this... Like, the game, the way the game... Like, this is how... this is, this In turn, this turns on to enjoy the game, because i have started to understand that if this is just a game, then mm. I must be just some sort of, like, base level of, like, consciousness, whatever it is. Mm. And you're to start, like, attaching yourselves from all these things that you attach yourself to. So you attach yourself, like you said, to addiction. You attach yourself. You are not that addiction. You can easily just strip that away, and then it goes to uh, materialist objects as well. And So what I've been doing in the game is like, with like, um, you are not that. You're not. You're not your mobile phone like you said before. Mm. You're not your fast car. You're, I'm not me, gym. I'm not me. Um, I'm not me like 220 kilogram deadlift. That's not me. You know what I mean? They are not me. Them attachments aren't me. And if you lose them attachments, that's when you can start emptying your cup and filled up with other other stuff.
0: what what? If you take them all away, the Dan, then what are you? Who are you? And I've said this before. I've
1: said this loads of times before, but I've always thought about this concept of, like, I think all these constraints in society where you say, like, you are, you you, you do yoga, so you do yoga. You're a vegan. You're a meat eater. You go hunting. Whatever it is. You're a label. You're <laughs> a label. These are just labels that society places on you. And I, I, I don't believe that. I, always, I already see through that anyway. Like, I already yeah. see through them labels. I agree. But there is things in society where you do become attached to them. So like you become you become attached to your house. You could become attached to like I love using my laptop, but you become attached to it. But you've no. got to recognize within the game that they're not you. If they were just gone tomorrow, you've got to be okay with
0: that. Yeah, it's like people attach themselves to exercise, and it's just good exercise. And some people need to start like becoming more physical and start to need exercises. But if you adapted to exercise and you become your whole identity. Oh, I'm Mr. Exercise. I exercise all the time. What happens if you get injured? Exactly, and that was
1: that was a big thing on my journey because everyone used to, everyone used to. And this still happens now. People will say it was like they'll always associate me with the guy who exercises. But I, I'm not that. I don't want to be the guy who exercises. That's just something I do. It's just a, it's that's just a um, mm. that's just a part of my game that I play. But it's not. It's not like I'm not attached to it. You know what I mean? Like I could easily find if I didn't if I. Like you said there, if you got injured, a massive injury, I can easily adapt. I know, I know within my being now, within my character,
0: I can easily adapt to change that to something else. Yeah. Yeah, because you're a person who doesn't hold an identity to anything, mm-hmm. done, And that's, and identity, I've, I've heard it argued that anything, what you attach yourself to an identity to is limited in your frame of mind and you will become a limited person because you're only seeing that from one side of perspective. So you need to be open like as an individual to see all different aspects of all different parts of life and actually saying something before it was like, um, it was like news to avoid on Democrats and Republicans. And it was like, and it was like, I was actually looking like, yeah, I follow both of them. I follow both sides of news to avoid on both sides because I like to see like both sides of the argument. I like to hear both sides of people's like opinions. And I think, when you can only like, when you don't have this biased sense of reality, you get to ex- you get to experience everything for who you are because you're like, yeah, I'm this. I'm I'm a Republican. I am completely for this, and or I'm a huge Donald Trump fan. Whatever happens, not no, well. This is it. Like, what if he's not present? Are you automatically then, like, ill in your mind because he's not? Yeah. Fuck that. Nowhere. that's why that's
1: why it's perfect because bruce lee has an um, amazing quote he says um he talks about like attachments and um certain identities he says or sk- whatever it is skills you can, t- you can use this for anything but he talks about and even knowledge what you just said there like, get taking in information and it puts your day down bad just because someone else is happening in the world but he mm. bruce lee talks about um letting information or letting a certain skill like just flow through you yeah? like you don't you don't become the skill the skill becomes you
0: yeah that's great that and thing. that's
1: perfect we think about life it's just letting things f- flow through you you don't want to like attach your whole identity to the certain
0: thing you've just got to let that let that thing like flow through your veins I love it man that's a really good good concept like you just need to just let everything flow like become water my friend as Bruce Lee once yeah. said
1: yeah <laughs> here's, uh, here's something I want to ask you as well right um, which, which game do you actually
0: think life is most like well, straight away, right, I put the Sims, because even the word Sims is a word for simulation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so boom, <laughs> boom, <laughs> Mind blown, everyone. <laughs> well, if you look in the Sims, right, how do you level up in the Sims? It's like you go to work, you get a, you buy better things, don't you, and for your house and stuff like that, and it's like, yeah, you end up getting a child, you, you grow your children up to be like good people yeah yeah and it's like these are like the basic concept of like who we are as a human being in this reality i mean like loads of people are still limited by the fact that they need to go to work and they need to get money in i mean on your sims character if your sims character goes to work you don't see your sim character go to work which i think is a very good way of actually looking at it Yeah, yeah because when your sim character goes to work and you're just actually looking at this like empty house you're like I want my sim character back. I want my sim character back so i can play with him a little bit longer. So basically, the whole concept is on that, which I liked, was the fact that works this place where you don't want to be. Yeah. And you want to be back at home. You want to be, like, buying the couch. You want to be, like, sitting and talking to loads of people and inviting them around for a house party. But then again, so if I look at, like, life right now as sims, you get to see it as it, as it is and it puts your life into perspective, really. Like, I am just a Sims character, simulation character, whereas I like to think of my life is more like Nathan Drake from yeah, yeah. Uh, Uncharted, where I'm just living like this incredible adventure, and like I'm constantly seeing all these amazing things and doing like living life like an amazing person, human being. But whichever way as I look at life, I always try to look at life is just going back to like. The very first game ever created, like pong, where it was just two white lines <laughs> and like a little white dot with beep, 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 beep. Uh, if we could actually put ourselves like that into that like little mind, we're constantly battling against the good and bad. Like you're always wanting to win. Yeah. So basically, that game, in it's such, even though it's so little and so easy to do, it gives us a good understanding of life because it's always a little battle back and forth between yourself.
1: No, I, that, like that. I think it's interesting because when um you said the sims there when i first when i first um started like seeing the play on the sims when i was when i was younger that really that game was one of the first games that really sort of even even in them days when i was young i mean how i don't even know how old i was i mean i was probably about seven years old but i even remember them that asked that even perceived to uh, make me perceive the way i look at life a lot different by just playing that one game mm. because it actually started making me question like, look at these sim characters now. It started, like, transitioning, like, comparing what they were doing to what I was doing in my life, even at that age. And I think that's a fascinating concept, but what that can do for it, even just a child's mind, how can that make a child think differently? And that, like I said before, at the beginning of the podcast, what is that going to do in the future when these games become so much more realistic? How is that going to switch, like, a child's mindset to, to think differently about this
0: reality even more? Do you think it would be different, though, if a child's going into the whole, um it's this uh, like, the Sims game? Is it? Do you think that's going to really adapt the child's mind, or do you think our child shouldn't play those games? I don't know. I don't I don't, know. I don't think a child should like really experience that reality, other than until they've really experienced this reality that they're in, and until as as they find out, wow, this is amazing life, and they're actually proud of the life they're created here. Mm-hmm. Then I don't think they should actually look to create a better life in some sort of video game, because. Like life right now is is so perfect. Just going outside, feeling the grass, like going walk in the nature. That's perfect video game in my eyes. Just I don't like know. it is with I you. Know. I don't. But should a child really, like, look to? Like when we grew up, we we grew up with like bikes and going out with friends. Should a child just avoid all that to create this, like? amazing alternative reality
1: i don't know maybe the video game maybe, maybe the video game will show the show the child aspects that i never ever thought they would have had before so like here's something we've talked about this before you need to actually you need to actually get the thing that you want to find out it's not the thing that you want so maybe the maybe the child all these child, um, children like we are now adults in, in like all these um, futurists are like a craving this experience of of like better technology but maybe they'll get there and they'll realise that's not the thing that they really wanted maybe the thing that they already wanted was already the thing that we had but
0: then it comes to the fact that if this child doesn't really know like this own reality then how's it going to have the appreciation of this reality it's always going to be searching for that quick fast external world that the virtual reality world can offer and it's happening right now in children that don't need an alternate reality headset to to like immerse themselves in the video games they're actually doing that right now. They're actually... Loads of children right now are actually immersed in video games. And they become their character. Like, I've seen children smash up computer games just because some somebody's killed their character and stuff like that. Yeah. There's actually um, one child went around and killed another child because their character was, like, like destroyed on a video game or something like that. Like, yeah. I've seen them study and that's actually happening news. Like, childs are actually becoming more addictive to video games so maybe we should just let the video game go and and imagine like the more we actually want this video game reality to happen is it going to be a good thing
1: yeah that's why i think though that's why i think you need to you need to make your goal or your challenge in this reality bigger than the goal in your mm-hmm. video game reality that's why i think that's what you've got to do and i think when you do find that you understand that no simulated world or whatever it is, it's going to be bigger than this the real goal in your life.
0: It's a really fascinating all the Or the goal in this game. <laughs> the goal in this first base reality game. It's, it's going to, like, lead the question, like, what's going to be the be- bigger and better reality? Is it going to be this reality or is it going to be the virtual reality? Because it'll come... It'll come to a point in a virtual reality where the mind is actually going to take full control of the That's game. That's what
1: I'm saying. Though, but maybe we are questioning these things, but we're already in the virtual reality. So we're questioning, is it right a child creates a virtual reality? Maybe we already created this virtual reality that we're in now. So then who are we to sit here and say, should the child be creating a virtual reality? We've already put out... Maybe we've already put ourselves in this game. Mm. We've we'll put ourselves in the game a million times, and we've got lost in the game a thousand times. Yeah. Who are we to sit here and say... Well, until, there's, <laughs> I mean, until there's
0: proof of that. Yeah, We can't really can't really take anything for granted can we? We have to to keep living like how we are. Do you think these thought processes can lead I know they can lead to like an awakened mind but can you also see how they could lead to like um, insanity? I mean it depends I I don't
1: know because I kind of put my mind in that place where it's insanity because I can't say it as insanity yet yet maybe not yet (laughs) you know what I mean because I can just imagine you in know, a white coat, like... <laughs> it's a virtual reality! <laughs> it's, it's a virtual reality! Don't put me away! <laughs> no, I already already, already think... Yeah. I already actually, me personally, I, I maybe have to put, I'm not closed-minded. I, I personally think that it could be that. It could be the game anyway. I don't know. But I think that's the beauty, the unknown of what it is. But... You can get lost in the can But I can also I'm, also... I'm also saying to myself, yes, this is a virtual reality, but it's also... It doesn't make me go insane. It actually makes me laugh. It makes us like... It makes us understand that if this is a game... Like, should I be playing the game differently? And that's what it's asking me, and I don't think that's a Mm. bad thing. Because I think everyone should be asking themselves every single day, how can I play this game differently? Yeah, yeah. Even if it's not a game.
0: But I'm thinking about the concept of, like, if people get so lost into questions, can that lead to, like, insanity?
1: But I think that comes back to building your character. Because if you build a foundation of a character where, like, the four pillars of health, you have a character. So you have, have, like, health, you have um, your mind... You have like spirituality and you have your spirit of your body whatever it is the four different mm. pillars whatever the pillars are to you you can always c- go back like say if you you start going insane you can always strip back to them four
0: like foundational levels and then four foundational levels are always there for you all the time what's interesting to me like when you say that is like all the people there's many people right who's been classes insane throughout history i mean the person who invented the the radio was like classes insane you know what i mean like yeah. the whole idea of transiting transmitting waves of like music and energy are, like frequencies out there and it's like that guy's insane lock him up Yeah, because yeah. that whole f- concept hadn't even been done before
1: yeah that's a fine line that, that word of it of like who was insane and who was not insane
0: like the person like when the first person who was actually con- predicted that um, that the world was round they were actually classed as insane as well yeah, yeah and maybe like maybe if we say to someone like whoa you're insane calm down Maybe it's like, maybe we need to become insane. Maybe we need to actually like, reach these levels in the mind where we actually, you know what, this is my truth. I know this is my truth and I need to follow it to the end. I know what you mean because a lot of people. This listen. is what I'm thinking about the video game right now. Maybe, maybe the video game is the next radio. Like, you know what I mean? Maybe this virtual reality world that we're actually like, it's like a video game. Maybe that's the next stage of like, well, maybe it's the truth that hasn't been uncovered yet. Just like the world's been. A, found out to be round just like the um, radio can transmit frequencies through the air maybe it's like maybe this is the new truth that we actually need to, and it's just waiting for the fact like yeah you just need to embrace it you just actually need to find it i know these but these are all fascinating questions that i don't know the answers to but i love just talking about them oh yeah it's amazing <laughs> i actually want to play a video game now i've never played <laughs> any video games in years. like i want to I want to get back,
1: like I love game. <laughs> <laughs> I want to play a video game. This is actually making me not want to play a video game ever again. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking right. I'm thinking of
0: like a video game where you where you're actually playing as like a first person shooter, and I'm just thinking like I'm gonna start looking at that character and going, "Is that character got fear? Yeah. Is he actually scared? Is like, has he got consciousness? Yeah, is he scared about running or battle against like some enemy or virtual enemies? Is is he actually?" If I'm going to throw a grenade or shoot a gun, does he actually decide, like, I really should throw a grenade right now? And does that yeah. actually tell me to throw a grenade for him? See, they're really
1: interesting questions, but it, it, for me, it's actually making me just want to go in that garage now and just do 10 pull-ups. It's making me want to just go and do, move my body and do yoga. It's making us want to go and dance. It's making us want to go and, like, just, like, skydive off a cliff. That's what that's what's making me want to do in my mind.
0: I want, I, like build
1: it's, it's up good. my own, build up my computer character or my human avatar, like better and better. You don't want to level up in this reality. I want to keep leveling up. That's what that's what's mm. making me. I don't want to go and play on a computer game. Do you honestly not want to play
0: a, a video game after this whole co- understanding of like? No. Do you not? It doesn't
1: that? Uh, I want to. Pl- I want to build my own video character. That's what I want to do. That's what it's making me do. It's giving me energy in my body and arm. Like I want to do pull up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd like to like. Like I said, I've never played a video game in ages. But like, if I brought the video, if I put on a video game right now, I'd like to see what my mind would think. That's what I'd like to think. Yeah, that is interesting.
1: Here's a here's a, um, a bit of a like a funny question I want to ask you, right? But all the other players in this reality slash video game, all playing with us in the same game, similar to
0: online gaming. I think when we actually look at the core cool concept of these old... our old reality simulation right now and we actually look compare ourselves to other people in their mind, then we have to look. They're facing the exact same challenges as us. So going through the exact same type of game. Like we're all playing human version one. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're all playing these different types of realities. So yeah, it is very similar to online gaming. But just like I said, there's loads of different people playing the exact same game at one time online. So like I said before, people are all playing different games, but yeah, they're all experiencing these different like, like realities, and they're all like, all experiencing these different challenges at different parts of their life. And that's where we are. Like we're experiencing a challenge. Me and you might be in the same game together, but we might be the. It's interesting because we might be the same, like the number one character in our own games. I know what you mean. It's interesting because. We
1: um, like we said this before. We all start at different levels in the computer game, but the guy who starts at like um say whatever it is. I don't define how you define the levels, but just say the the guy who has um who starts at a level where he has all the money, mm. he has like uh, he's born in a rich family, whatever it is, he's gonna have his own challenges to deal with in that level. Just the same as the guy who's a tra- who's like a tramp living on the street with no house. He's also going to have different. He's going to have different levels, but ultimately, it's all going to be in the same game. And they're all playing the same like online streaming game. Oh, I know. Just different challenges and different quests within the game. Just like when you play an online game with your friends, um, your friend who's like similar to you can have like he can have a complete different mission or a different quest to you. Oh, I know. And that's what, that's what exactly just what I think it's like. It's an interesting concept, like. But here's something as well I want to ask you, right? What is, what is if this is a video game, what is the real, like, base reality like? So if we are in a video game, what does the base reality actually look like? Could you
0: imagine, right, if, if this is, like, or, like, a video game reality, like you said, imagine if, like, the actual real reality is just, like, blocks, like a computer game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, a whole, like, minuscule of ones and zeros did you see the matrix
1: where um all the bodies were just in like them um like artificial like wombs
0: yeah yeah it's fascinating because that so the matrix itself it does open your eyes to these different like ideas of thought about what is actually the world going to be like if we do unplug is to say and I'd, i think if, if this game is a virtual reality game then you've got to actually look at it as, as machines running it or it's it, 'Cause it'd feel too weird if humans were actually programmed this reality just to see what a human would f- program like a reality would be. But I think it's very it's very interesting
1: because you actually if it, just say if this is a game, you've actually you have got a question in your mind. If this mm. is a game, then the base reality mustn't be that good. That's what I think about Because if you if you choose to put yourself into something, like mm. knowing myself would I really choose to put myself into something if I really had to, or if it wasn't better than the thing that I already had? I, would you do it? Because I wouldn't.
0: It doesn't sound like you, like you yourself, Dan, it doesn't sound like your personality type would actually choose to be in a video game. It sounds like if if I was playing you as a character, and I created all this right now of you, you've got the whole idea of like, of going beyond the video game, yeah, what in if, into the whole idea of free will. So it's like your character is like basically running on autopilot. Here's two things though. Number one, what if
1: three things? What if we didn't have a choice and we got put into it? Mm-hmm. The second one, what if this is actually something that, like, um, like I said before, just to use the analogy of time, mm-hmm. like it feels like we're in here for ages, but really you're only in just for a couple of hours. Yeah, what if it's just something like, um, what if it was just like some sort of DMT hit? But it was like a more advanced technologically like sort of simulation DMT hit that was sort of like a pill that's been advanced by like top scientists like thousand years in the future and you take this one pill. And then like you just all you're doing is you with your friends in the in the trees and you're doing like a hit of DMT. And you literally just you feel like you're in this game for 75 years. What if it's that? Then we eventually all wake up. And here's another thing though, what if it's this as well? Because I've thought about this and my dad said this to us, right? But what if like I said, what a, here's another one? What if if it's a um, if or everyone in this playing this multiplayer online game now is actually all sick and ill, and the only and you you're gonna be dying in the base reality, and the only way to actually experience like the last days of your life to the full because your your base reality body is like um, got disease and like uh, what's the word it's um, it's like it's uh, detrimental. Your bo- it's, uh, it's detrimental. Your body's not um, working properly. Like what if you like you've you're, your disease is so bad you can't use your physical body so the only way that you actually like live out your last couple of like last couple of years is to actually like put yourself into a virtual reality and live out the rest of your days to your full. Like, e- and that's a that's a horrible way to look at it, by the way.
0: Yeah, it is.
1: Like Earth's just one big <laughs> mental hospital for all the sick. <laughs>
0: but the thing is, though, as well, like Dan, like the whole the whole idea of the universe, right? Is is that there's so many possibilities out there that. And the alternate theory is that we've actually... The past life theory is that we'll keep doing all these lives over and over again. That Everything's already happened millions of times over. Like, everything. Like, every single possibility of life has already happened. That's what I was going to say
1: to you. How many times have we actually played this video game over and over again?
0: (laughs) Absolutely millions. Exactly. How many times have we had this conversation? This is probably about... It, first. <laughs> no. That's what is interesting. Is it the first? I know, I know. Is this the first time we were actually communicating right now? Like, diggle <laughs> Is that the first time I've said that? <laughs> because I thought bloop, like, bloop. That, word, that, that word that I just said there that just came like straight out my head. Like I thought, that's the most random thing I can think yeah. of. That's me, that's me going against the program. But is that me beforehand already said that? Just trying to think of the exact same thing. I said this to you before as well, right? But what happens if? Because I've thought about this.
1: So what happens if we create uh, another video game within the video game? Like, do we get lost in that game? I know we touched on this a little bit before, but I think
0: within the video game, yeah,
1: within the video game, it's a very, it's very interesting. I know we touched on that before, but and you said that your loop can be over overwritten, but it's a very fascinating concept. Like, can we, can we get lost in the game?
0: Oh, easy. I think very easy. We can get trapped in this game done because we're very manipulative we're very programmed to be um, subjective to the game because, like you said before, the game's so real that we can, that so many times you forget it's a video game.
1: What so happens within... Listen, here's something, right? What happens within the video game? Like, we had um, Aubrey Degree on the podcast talking about immortality, mm-hmm. like curing an agent. What happens within the game if you cure an agent? Do you stay in the game if it's a game? <laughs> That's a fascinating concept. But you do get...
0: Uh, I mean, I am... Um, you've just extended the game haven't you really you've, you've, exactly. crea- you've created this new game but, but what t- if you can
1: extend the game forever like will it, that will make that then you'll be lost in the game if it's a game
0: yeah you would that's fascinating to think about isn't it then it, maybe it's like the whole concept of death is like is you completing the game maybe you've already completed the game if you die I know it's fascinating but here, here's something as well because I thought
1: about this right what do what do the like the real beans look like in their non-digital form? so like no one said that the human appearance that we've got now in the video games actually reflect like the the base, the base reality. Mm-hmm. So
0: what do what do like the base reality human beings look like, or think, whatever you want to call them, or whatever if, they are? I think if we look beyond this whole, this form right now that we're in, what would want to create a human? What would want to create this type of existence, right? If what would, in my eyes, something that would not. Would not have this experience. Would not have emotion. Yeah, yeah. Not have physical understandings of the like the workings of like neurons in the mind. They want to have. They want to know everything about imagination, creative thought, everything. And what that screams to me is machine. It have to be in my mind a machine that's running the program because it would want to know all aspects of human because humans are by far the most fascinating creatures on this planet because the whole idea of what we have is our own conscious thoughts and the millions of different thoughts we have throughout our life like even every breath we make is different Mm -hmm. every single breath we're never going to get that back how that concept is too much it's it's the ultimate ultimate um, part of life what we need to experience and and how do you replicate that you create something like this world to find out humans true emotion yeah trying to find out you try to find out how stupid a human can actually be, how smart a human can actually be, yeah. how strong a human can be. You want to know every single factor about a human being. And the more the more you understand human beings, you understand like one thing. Every single one of us is completely different, completely made up. My thoughts, from my understanding, will never be repeated again. Yeah. In all of human time, there's not going to be one person who's going to, who's going to come back and play it's Christopher Hopper, 2017 version. Nobody. In my mind, and I think that's a beautiful concept, but why would someone create that? I liked
1: how you said that. Why would someone create that? And that, that does raise loads of questions. And in my mind, I've got two things. So, my first one is just imagine we are like in the cosmos or wherever it is, and we're like a swirling like ball of like consciousness, just swirling around like oh. all these blue multicolors. You'd want to, how, how boring would that be? Like, what, what would that be the ultimate game? Would it be the ultimate satisfaction just like swirling around, knowing everything, knowing all the mysteries to life? Nah. Nah. You would crave the experience of what we've got now, and another thing as well is, is, just imagine, just imagine us in the future, like we, like God knows what's going to happen in the future with our with the human race, or God knows what's going to happen in this video game. <laughs> but um, just imagine we create like every single, we create we we um we master every single situation, every human emotion. We master every single mystery. We we'll un- understand every single aspect there is to know in the universe. What would yeah. that be like? That would be so boring. So then you—that says to me—you would crave the experience of what we're doing now. And if I was—if if I was a, a being that knew everything, mm-hmm. that's when I would go in this video game, and that's when I would choose to go in the video game because I'd want the experience back to that base level of the unknown. Because I know my life now is, of that, of the level of what's the most. If I really, if I really ask myself honestly, what's the best thing in life? And it's the chase and the unknown asking questions but if you have all if you have all the answers what 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 are you going to do then
0: yeah
1: (laughs) what do you do then that's the real question exactly what then do you do so then do you you create a situation that we have now and you give yourself a form of amnesia, and you put yourself back in the best ultimate video game ever created where right where we are now
0: so that you kind of think like this is a holiday it's like a holiday for these like beings to like just experience this oh you know what I'm going to experience Earth. Like Don't I said, remember. like I
1: said in the uh, Scenes of Life podcast, I said maybe one day we were just, yeah. we were just like wherever we were on a different planet, and would one day we just decided, today, mom, dad, I'm gonna go to Earth. I'm gonna play the character Dan Harrison, and I'm gonna play the character Chris Hopper. Wow! I yeah, might be a boy, might be a girl, might be an animal, might be
0: a tree. I want to say something as well, and it's actually something that really makes me think as a human being in this planet right now is like the odds that we're actually here right now, not in a virtual world. Even the odds that it's a virtual world is still amazing. Yeah, but listen listen to this. like The odds that what science has actually predicted for right now is human being, to be a human being right now on this planet and where we are, even just being alive, is 420 trillion to one. Is that you were the actual sperm in that day. And you weren't just like wiped away in a tissue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you were that sperm in that particular day that made it to that egg. Or so Beat all the others. <laughs> beat all the other millions of sperms. You beat it. And you actually played this game. The fact that you're here right now is 420 trillion to 1. Think of that in a concept. How spiritual is that? How beautiful is that? And we need and understanding. If you really look into that understanding of that concept, we are the ultimate spiritual beings because we have broken the odds of this game over four hundred trillion times over. Exactly. We we are the ultimate level of the game, and that's why I like to think of it as maybe maybe we are the first of this generation. Maybe we are. And I love the fact that I'm the one who's done it. I'm the one who's made this race.
1: Yeah. That is amazing. No, that's an absolutely amazing point. And I, I don't even need to say anything else on that. <laughs> that's a brilliant point. But here's something as well that I wanted I wanted to ask you, right? Because I, I remember I said to you before we did this podcast, I wanted you to go away and um, you give me three challenges, I'll give you three challenges. And um, the, the way I've done it as well is where I told you to go away and do it like an easier challenge an immediate challenge and a more harder challenge so what i've done is i've put mine in a in terms of like the video game i called mine first one i called my first one recruit i called the second one veteran and the last one legend so um this will be very interesting this to see what um right. what challenges we've got for each other, it because this is gonna be so funny but i'll tell you my first one right so this is my first challenge right that I want you to try and accomplish in your new human avatar Mm -hmm. after we leave this podcast that you're going to create. So, like I said, I've got recruit, veteran, and legend. So my first easy challenge, I want you to go to Barbados (laughs) and swim with sharks. (laughs) In the the second one, I want you to go to the moon. In the third one, I want you to... um, Dance with dinosaurs? <laughs> no man. Right. Anyway, so the first. Imagine that man. Right. Anyway, the first one. I want you. This is very interesting. This, right. I want you to draw a self-portrait. As accurately as you can of yourself. So, have got the same one. <laughs> no, but I, so basically, I want you to stare yourself in the mirror, mm-hmm. and I want you to try and draw yourself as best as you can. And the reason why I I've, have want to put this challenge to you, right, is because the aim is of this challenge is to actually help you, like, see yourself in, like, sort of a new sense mm-hmm. of yourself. All because right. if you, if you like, the, the whole process of drawing yourself can actually give you this whole new sep- self-acceptance about your body, and that's why I want to do that challenge, right? So, and what's very interesting is why I've done this as well is actually because... Drawn. what's very interesting about drawing actually trains you to sort of view something more objectively and more subjectively. And that's what I want you to do about yourself. Mm-hmm. So how I want you to do this is all I want you to do is to get a piece of paper and a mirror and a pen and a pencil and draw yourself. And I want you to put also when you draw it as well, I want you to put it on your Instagram as well to show everyone else who's listening to the podcast. Wow, that's cool. All right, so
0: what's the first one for me? <laughs> right. Jump. So actually, <laughs> one pull-up. <laughs> no, actually, I thought this, like... Because I'm, I'm fascinated with the mind and the whole concept of the, of, um, of the inner workings of the mind. Like, I like to think of it as, like, recruit. When you actually said the words, like, recruit, advanced, and legend. When I thought, like, our thought of recruit is when you first turn on the video game. So I want me, like you, sorry. I want you to understand each workings of your character to the extent because straight away when you turn on the video game what do you want to do you want to move you want to like move forward back forth you want to understand the character first mm-hmm. and this is where i want you to come in so i want you to really understand what buttons work for this game of yours what triggers dana harrison's buttons yeah to make you feel alive in this game and that's your challenge one
1: yeah I like that and i think as well i think i'm actually i think a big part of my journey is is i'm actually understanding that that's what i'm trying to do this is a computer game i'm actually trying to the way I'm trying to see life is I'm just trying to understand how the buttons work properly, how the controller works properly. Right, I'll give you my second one. So my second one is a veteran, right? And this is something that I've been doing and I wanted to try and make you do it as well because I, I know how much benefit it's been in my life, right? But that's, I wanted you just to literally dance for an hour on your own by yourself <laughs> because this is like, obviously through my journey when I've been dancing in the morning, I know how like beneficial it's been for, been for my life. But the thing about dancing is one of the best ways to sort of reach this sort of peak experience in life. That's what, I, that's what I think because when, like you said before on a podcast, this has always stuck in my mind, but you said when your body's in motion, so is your mind. And so when I think when you dance in the morning, if you like, it, this can be any time, it doesn't have to be in the morning, but when you when you do move your body, it unlocks something that I, don't, I can't fully, fully explain. Yeah. So what I want you to do is I want you just to, to create a playlist on YouTube or Spotify, whatever it is, right, and find an empty room, turn the music up, and just, like, let your body dance and move in whatever direction you want. That's what I want you to
0: do. Well, I like that, Tom. I do like that. So I've put for the advanced level, I've said here, I've wrote these down. When you're at the advanced level of the game, right, you're at this point in the game, you know the buttons, Like you become aware that money is a part of this game. It's crucial to the game. So as a healthy body and mind. Like, they can help you level up faster. But at this stage of the game... Like we want to know what the point of the game is, so this is where the this is where we actually are at now is I want you to actually find out what is the next stage of this program for you. Well, that's a big challenge that <laughs> that is a big challenge, What <laughs> I really want you to find out is I want you to start asking the big question in life, the biggest question man's ever asked himself, which is why?
1: Yeah, I'm probably, to be honest with you, I'm already asking myself that every single second of my life anyway. Well, I want you to find out the next program. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll give you my number three, right? (laughs) This is a very interesting one, this, because, um, and I've called this one legend, right? Right. But, this is very interesting, this, but I want you, right, to walk up to strangers on the street, right, and ask them deep questions about the nature of life. And this is very interesting because I, I got punched about, on exactly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> now this is very interesting because I read about this a while ago, and you know the philosopher Socrates, uh, Socrates, Socrates, yeah, Socrates. He was actually I read right once that he was famous for um going like throughout ancient Athens for walking up to people in, in the markets and asking them deep questions about the meaning of life. So you would ask them questions like, "What is um justice? Like, how does one lead a fulfilling life? Why are why y- why are you live in the way that you do? And things like that." And just imagine. Just imagine the reaction, like, in his days of him going up to people in the street. Like, I'm surprised he didn't get put away or hung on the street or something
0: like that. I thought you want me to be, you want me to be put away? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, that guy's just asked me the nature of this reality. Can you lock him up, please? But no, but I want you to write, I want you to go up to people, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Friendly and positive, right? I want you to go up to them and, and just say to them, right, I'm doing a challenge for the Send podcast <laughs> that's been set by me um, as co-host, <laughs> Egotistical cohort <laughs> Yeah But I want you to go them And just say I'm doing an experiment Where I need to ask people On the street A deep question About the about this existence Can I please Just ask you a quick question But then It'll not be a quick question <laughs> Especially if you uh, uh, Meet someone Who's like uh, Matt Belay <laughs> 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 Or Michael Sanders I'll just bring a mic I'll make sure it's a podcast <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And just ask them a qu- Ask them a question Or like Something like What's the nature of reality <laughs> That is a a really advanced legend question, by the way. (laughs) Now that'd be good though. But I want you to film that on your phone, though. I want you to go up to like at least two people, and I want you to film that on your phone and put it on Instagram. So I think we really, I really good. I want to see that. I really do want to see that. I'll see that and deal with that one. That's gonna be fascinating. That if you tell you what, if you do that, right, you do it, you do, you do it first, right? Because it was my challenge. I'll give to you. Mm -hmm. You ask two people, film it, then I'll ask two. I'll do two people as well, because that'll be a really funny experiment
0: there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. And I thought about this one, like, cause I think when we reach this point in the game, legendary mode, it's when we have to be at our most aware and most like strongest self. But we have, like I said, we have to be the most aware, but not by the external world, which you are actually quite, um, you avoid quite a lot of the external pleasures in life right now. And I think it's the internal self after that, which is the right, the truest, like part of man. What they need to actually accomplish. And I think what I've said right out here is that the, the ego is the overwhelming self of like when you reach a le- level of mastery, your ego ticks in, your ego starts to take control. Not yours personally. Like I'm not on about you here. I'm just oh, my about ego! My general. ego all the time comes in all the time. And I think this is the most. Deep At the point in life, right now, when you think you've got the game a bit more mapped than the rest of them, where discipline and composure is more needed. So I want you to take into account, I want you to be aware, and I want you to write down each and every time your ego kicks in. I like that. That's a good challenge, that. That, to me, is the ultimate challenge. And That is the ultimate challenge
1: because I don't think I've got enough paper. i like that i think we should we'll wrap that up now that's been an awesome podcast thanks guys peace and love boom thanks so much for listening to the podcast that was such a fun conversation and just before you do go off into the world and level up your own computer character we'd love you guys to help us level up our characters by supporting the podcast (laughs) So anyway, if you would like to support the podcast, please check out our Patreon page where we have lots of fun rewards set up for you to receive. Some of the rewards include guided meditations, binaural beats, spiritual obstacle course, private online community, Google Hangouts. So please check them out and see if any of those could add to your human computer character. (laughs) So anyway, we'll catch you next week in the next episode where we go deep down the rabbit hole with a previous guest we've had in the podcast called Gavin Nascimento and we delve deep into his spiritual journey and his journey with the plant medicine ayahuasca. Peace.